0: welcome to love in brief a brief abdl podcast focused on issues of love love for yourself
1: uh-huh. love,
0: love for others yep love for your community
1: i'm not helping am i
0: no you are helping i always yep. uh, kind of i always kind of look for the mm-hmm
1: <laughs> uh-huh love for your yep. little love
0: for your big love for, for your puppers love True. for your cats love for affirmation
1: massively accepting uh-huh so much love <laughs>
0: So, welcome. so glad to be helpful. Yeah,
1: welcome to you. <laughs> Who are you?
0: Uh I'm Road Not Taken. Yep, and I'm Resident Yes. Resident Yes.
1: <laughs> have you been going by another name? That took you a second. Were you, do uh, you have an, another alter ego?
0: No, actually, I was about to introduce myself as Resident Yes, and I oh. had to stop and re- reevaluate. Yeah, that's gonna um, get
1: confusing. I mean we used to switch, but not names.
0: I'm resident,
1: yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm road not taken. (laughs) Um, Switching can be fun. Hey, uh, it's time for our question roundup. We try and do one of these a season where we go back through our list. We have about 100 questions we haven't answered yet. And uh, of course, our profound apologies to everybody on that list. But but I was looking today and we've got like 130 that we have. So, hey, look, we're batting over 500. That's pretty strong. We're
0: doing well. I will say, let me start uh, us off by saying, I know that we had promised to follow up to the um, Capcom episode, but I have, um, I decided that I was going to go all big in my little brain and do it all by myself. And I've been having a little bit of trouble um, booking our friends uh, or juggling everyone's schedules. uh, So I have not gotten that nailed down yet so instead so that we didn't maintain radio silence uh we thought we would do uh, our question roundup
1: you know producing these episodes is a lot harder than you think it's going to be isn't it when it comes time yeah. to like nail everybody down and get the time right and then something moves so worth it but it is a little bit harder than it sounds like it would be So, hey, if you've ever been on the show or you ever decide to be on the show, thanks in advance for uh, committing to a time and sticking with it. That's hard to do. But today we're going to do a question roundup, which means we're going to go through a number of questions back to back. We're going to pose them to each other, have a little conversation, talk through it, and hopefully get you some good advice. This is, after all, an advice show about love.
0: And dips. It is.
1: It is, isn't it? kink and ABDL stuff. So, Uh, Hey, you, can I start? Because I found one I think that's good for you.
0: Um, You can, but I really need. uh, Yes, you can. And I'm very excited to hear you say this name. I'm not sure how you would pronounce it, but.
1: um, Hmm. I'll stumble over it when I get there. Uh, Yeah. So we got a question from Dipeye. Does that sound right? D-I-E-P-E-Y-E on Tumblr, Mm -hmm. um, who said, hey, I'm an introvert. Do you know why I picked you for this one, aren't you? Just from those three. Give me a hint. I'm an introvert, says Daipai, and I've never been to a munch or ABDL party. I think that is true for many, many people. Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that neither of these events would bring any kind of judgment, I still have anxiety about sharing this side of myself publicly. Any suggestions for those of us who are still in the proverbial closet? Well, I think this is probably a super common question. A super <laughs> yeah. common concern. What do you think, RT?
0: I think it's probably more more people have this issue than don't. Yep. Um And I actually have some thoughts on it. So uh
1: yeah, you were there at one point, right? You certainly are still an introvert, but there was a point at which you had never been to one of these functions. Yes. What did, what did you do and what advice would you have for DaiPai?
0: Um, What I did was I kind of uh, did two different things. One, I, I ran at it and said yes enough times and made enough commitments while at one of them, uh, one of these events, that I couldn't back out. Um. Mm. So I can't wait to see you there. I will bring the Sprite. If you bring the, um, you know, whipped cream vodka, um, I will, I will see you there. I can't wait to show you this cute picture of my dog, like things like that. Um, so that I would have things to look forward to small things to look forward to that I had control over because I know a lot of the fear and anxiety around going to something when you've never been before is you you don't have control over anyone else. You don't have control over what's going to happen, what people are going to bring up. It can be really energetically draining uh, to try and think about all of the possibilities. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing I did was make sure that I had someone who, if not there, that I could tap that that I could text and be like, this is going well, or this is going horribly, or just somebody who I felt like was in connection with me, who I felt close to and comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think you would feel this kind of anxiety, or I would feel this kind of anxiety, regardless of whether or not it was a kink related event. I feel this when there's something I have to do, even if it, it has nothing to do with kink. And I guess I I do have three things. My third part is jump in there because once you're there, a lot of that fear is going to dissolve. Mm. And a lot of that anxiety is going to dissolve.
1: So sort of tie yourself to the mast by committing, Hey, I'll see you there. I'm bringing something or whatever it happens to be. So, so folks are looking for you.
0: Something you can focus on that you can control. Yeah.
1: And then actually you have to actually show up mm-hmm. and just, just jump in. When you did this in the first couple times, did you find that you were as uncomfortable as you anticipated for the first, you know, hour or two?
0: Not at all. Uh. No, no, because I think a lot of the fear is just that. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's just a non-tangible force. And as soon as you sort of hop in, it, it evaporates and it was not bad at all. Like, People are all in the same boat. We're not all close friends who have known each other for ten years and you're not welcome. You know, everybody yeah. is just getting to know you and just as you're getting to know them and We're just that's people. A,
1: that's a great point. Yeah. Most most folks aren't like lifetime friends. So you're not you're not that strange being new.
0: Well, no, and if you think like, oh, these people do know each other, but I don't know them, well they don't know you either. So you are it's just as nerve-wracking for them to meet you as it is for you to meet them. It's just a person meeting a person.
1: Hmm. Yeah, One of the things that I was worried about, so I actually, my little piece of advice is go to one, if, if you have the luxury of doing this, I don't know what part of the world you live in, but I keep
0: reading it as Popeye, like Dipeye or yeah. Pri- diaper Private Eye.
1: Oh, either one. Good one. Good one. One of the things that I did was I looked for one an hour or two from me. Mm. There happened to be other towns close enough that I could do that, but, um, it was helpful to me to immerse myself in a couple of out of town ones first, because the, the odds that I'd walk in and my boss or my tax accountant was sitting there, it was pretty low, um, And so I felt like I could more or less move anonymously in that space and just sort of figure out what they feel like. What's a munch feel like? What's a party feel like? In fact, the vast majority of events I've been to have not been in my town, not because there aren't great people in my town, but that's just where I started. I started by going to out-of-town parties. The munches in particular are made for new people. Mm -hmm. Some of the house parties and stuff, it's a little bit more like people have known each other for a long time, but the whole point of the munch is to welcome people that you don't know and to grow your community. And so if it's possible, pick one that's just far enough away that the odds are good that you won't run into your fourth grade math teacher, but close enough that you don't feel weird about driving there and then maybe coming back in the same night if you 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 know if you need to or if you just don't like it that much. I have found I have yet to go to one I didn't enjoy for one reason or another.
0: I will also say that if you go to one kind of far away and you don't have any sort of um, other commitments in that town, that there's very little chance that if you decide it's horrible, that you're going to run into any of those people. You don't have to go back. You yeah, never have to go point. back. Yeah, that's a great
1: point. That's a great point. Yeah, if it's far enough away, then even if things go south, I've never had it happen. But no, no, you're right. You're, you're not going to run into those people on a day-to-day basis.
0: Also, I, oh, I'm sorry. No, please. I was gonna say also, you'll find that the people who share your kink are just other adults after work, and the munches that I've gone to are mostly people enjoying a drink and talking about how good or how not good the French fries on the table are. Like they're just <laughs> trying That's to true. come down and have a nice time. So you don't have to have any sort of big story, or you know, you don't have to talk about your kink and. You can just do silly small talk. You can talk about the weather. I have like, it's just, it's just to relax and have a nice time. No one's there to judge you. They're just there to escape from their day to day for a little while with people who know them or who understand them.
1: Yeah. A couple of things that, that can help to ease that concern too is if you, if you write to the person, usually if it's like a life event or something, you can see who's organizing it. Or just write to them and ask a couple of basic questions that can help you get comfortable. For instance, are new people welcome? Um, is it fair to say that we're all going to be in street clothes and not in ABDO clothes? That's mm-hmm. a big one for me. I, I don't want to go to an event unless it's really secure where there's not going to accidentally be NILAs around. I don't want to do that. Same so, here. Yep. Super simple question. Hey, are we all doing street clothes? That way, you know that not only are you supposed to wear street clothes, but that nobody else is going to be rocking anything weird. You can even ask about, what, you know, what is the general vibe of the party or what do people tend to do with these? And you'll get an honest answer. And as r and said, most of the time, the answer is kind of the same thing you do at any social you stand mm-hmm. around, you talk about baseball and the weather and, and things that you're interested in. And in my experience, a, a relatively small percentage of conversation, even one-on-one, is really about EVDL stuff. Yeah. It's mostly and, just get-to-know-you stuff.
0: And I'll say, I mean, we I had a girl that I noticed at our last event who could have been part of any number of conversations, and she was... People engaged with her several times, but she sat there and she ate her chicken tenders and that's what she was there to do. And she Mm -hmm. just, I mean, she engaged maybe two or three times for one or two sentences. But if you just want to go and eat chicken tenders and listen, you can also do that.
1: Hey, chicken tenders and beer is worth the trip alone. That sounds wonderful. Right. Right. There is something so comforting, too, about just being around people who, you know, you share this thing in common. And we've talked about this before, but there is a bit of mutually assured destruction involved, which is kind of helpful, where nobody's going to ask you for your full name and home address because they don't want you to have theirs either until you know each other really well. So you Mm -hmm. get to go and you get to be anonymous and then you get to leave until the point at which you want to exchange phone numbers and make future contact, at which point now you're friends anyway. So nobody's nobody's there to out you because they also don't want that.
0: There you go.
1: There you go. You got one for me, r
0: I do. Uh, this one is from Anonymous. Anonymous. Ops, nops, the mouse. Um, Ops, nops, the mouse says, it's funny that they say secondly, as though they have sent another question, but they're anonymous, so I don't know which one it came <laughs> yeah, from.
1: I don't know what the first one was. But secondly.
0: Secondly. As I was uh, saying. Secondly, a big problem for me personally is body hair. If I see my own body while padded, I just completely am thrust out of little space, and I want to know how to accept it slash get over it. That is a really good mm. question. It's also a really vulnerable thing to bring up. So thank you. I think a lot of people probably have this
1: yeah. trouble. You're talking to one right now.
0: Well, tell um, us tell us your story.
1: Yeah. I mean, and and so there was a, a, a kind of in the header of this one, it said, an ep- can you do an episode on how to get over not feeling like you should be little? And the body hair was brought up as sort of the reason, but I think there's a lot of reasons people feel like they should not be little. You don't feel like you should be little. Boy, that's a really dangerous word, isn't it? Should or yeah. should not? Yeah. Should, should not. Yeah. But I I can also say just with empathy, I have been there and some days I still am there. You know, I like Mm -hmm. to switch. And so we have these cultural stories about what somebody who is little looks like and what their body looks like and what's on their body. And then we have these stories that also hurt us, I think, about bigs and what's on their body. We we have an upcoming show I'm, I, I'm really excited to put together around, can you be big and dipped, right? And how? How can you possibly, or dom and be little? How does that work? Uh, the answer is yes. Just ahead of time, I'm telling you.
0: Always yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. I can tell you this is something I still struggle with when I want to get into that little mindset or I want to get into that, even just put on a diaper and just relax. And I'm like, oh, I see a visual contrast here, right? Like it At first, it's like, how do I make these two things fit together? Especially if you're going for a little space versus just DL space. The way that I have approached this is that I think of my body and my mind and frankly, my spirit as made for this. And the reason I know that it's made for this is because this is part of me, right? Like I am so deeply enamored with the experience of ABDL in so many different facets. I don't think that I am a mistake and I don't think that my interest And the love that I get, and the self-love, and the self-care, and the fact that it makes me come down in these beautiful ways nothing else does, I don't think any of that was a mistake. And so I remind myself that my extra belly, and my beard, and my back hair, and my belly button hair, that all of this, much like my spirit and my mind, were made for exactly what I'm doing. That none of it is is not only not acceptable not a not a single hair is out of place and then once i accept that then i can make choices about how do i want to look or be are there things that i can change quickly if i want to shave my belly or my back or something i can but i've i've learned that doing that can sort of further the neurosis if i haven't already reconciled that i am already perfectly designed for what i'm doing and I, and I know that I am because I feel it so deeply when I do it. You know what I mean? So that, that, that contrast, getting rid of that contrast starts with accepting you are not a mistake. You are perfectly designed to do what you're doing. And then you have the freedom, if you want to, to change what you're wearing or what's on your body. Or in the long term, if you like the way your body is shaped or want to change that, you can. Well, that's I hope beautifully that put.
0: That's beautifully put
1: even even my height I've struggled with, right? Like I'm 6'2". It's, it's hard to say little when you're 6'2", but you know what? In that moment, my spirit and my mind are not wrong. And so I know my body must be right too.
0: That's beautiful.
1: I don't know if you've ever felt this, RNT. If, if, you've, if you've been in the space, I know, uh, maybe not body hair exactly, maybe it is, but have you ever had this moment where it felt a little bit like a disparity?
0: A hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Um, there was a period of time when I was uh, really quite small, and whenever that changed, um, I felt like I didn't deserve to be little because I wasn't little. Um, physically. Physically. And mm. that was really hard, um, especially whenever I looked at my older pictures and mm. would see... Oh, that's what little looks like. And now I can't fit into my onesie and now my boobs mm. are bigger. And now like I'm harder to pick up. And like, that was really hard for me to, and I know it's small compared to what some people feel, but it felt so big to me. It was a hurdle for me to get over mm. because I, I struggled with being allowed to be small to begin with. So yeah. I had a lot wrapped up in actually physically being small.
1: Yeah. Were there any steps that you took or, or things that you learned along the way that might be helpful?
0: Um, my, my knowledge or my, my, me being sure that I was okay and that I was going to be a little, a good little, no matter what I weighed kind of came in a weird roundabout way. And without, Saying too much um, just because I don't want to make any weird parallels. I actually work in childcare and watching kids run around belly out like mm. with their like shirts half up and like just I was like, you know what?
1: <laughs> they don't give a shit
0: that like that's closer to the way my head and heart feel whenever I'm in that space. And so why am I trying to hold myself back with this one like weird vestige of adult like neurosis whenever I could just like let it all out and Mm. have a nice time. And I realized when I did that, I didn't have to fake it. It actually just kind of faded.
1: What a beautiful insight. Thank you for that. I hadn't thought about that, but when you talk about little, I mean, if you're really mimicking that mindset, you're right. They don't give a shit. No, they don't. They, I mean, nobody nobody cares how big they are if they have exactly the right clothes on or if they have you know, a belly or whatever. And no. that makes total sense to me.
0: and I, I remember like, this is off-topic-ish, but I remember joking with my partner at cap that you can sometimes tell the littles with daddies and the littles with mommies. And I mean that only in a very, um, (laughs) a very traditional out of date way of looking at it, because I saw lots of littles with goofy, really poorly done ponytails myself among them. And I was like, Hmm. you know what? I I don't see any of us really caring. And I know in the, in our adult lives we would, and mm-hmm. then I saw this girl with a really adorable pigtails and she's like, Oh, my mommy did them. And I was like, Oh, I bet she's really good at braiding, <laughs> you know?
1: That, yeah. But, that's, I mean, it's such a beautiful way to think about it that for you, your little space includes not caring. That's part of the beautiful thing about being able to do it.
0: Especially when you overcare so much like I do in daily life, it's nice not yeah. to care. And yeah. even if you have to force yourself not to care first, mm.
1: That's a fantastic insight. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Now, let's um, see if you can keep it coming, because I got another one for you. All right, T. i I'm throwing another curveball your way. Maybe, maybe maybe not. Maybe not a curveball. Maybe this one's just right over the plate, nice I'm and straight okay for you.
0: i okay at baseball. Like, okay. Not. Okay, let's see. Let's see what we can do.
1: Well, this one's going out of the rink, as they say. They out don't of say the that. court. <laughs> just like baseball. <laughs> Uh, Nikki Nikki switch on Tumblr asked, Hey guys. Oh, hi Nikki switch. I'm very, I'm very inspired by your blog. So thank you for posting. Well, thank you. I'm searching and searching. That wasn't me. That was you. (laughs) Oh yeah. I did post a lot. I'm searching and searching for an actual connection with someone real in this community where it seems that so many of the people that I meet online are totally wacky or totally fake or totally distrustful. How did y'all navigate that? And what would be your best advice for someone like me to make more genuine connections with like-minded people? Interesting. How do you make those genuine connections when it seems like all the people you're running into online seem wacky or distrustful of you or even fake?
0: I would say you need to find one person even if it's not a romantic interest, who is trustworthy, uh, who has a little bit more um, of a friend group in the kink. And usually I'll find, if I'm, if I'm at a new event with a new group of people that I have no connections in, if I find one person who I feel I can trust, um, whether it's another little or just the dude at the barbecue pit, like preparing the burgers. Hmm. um, If I see who they interact with and who they seem to trust, I kind of take the cue of other people in the community who I see making good choices, I guess. Um, Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: So you, you, you pick the people that you admire the choices that they're making and focus on spending the time in connection with them.
0: Um I would mm, I would say if I'm look if sh- if this person's talking about a romantic connection um I can't really tell but if they're talking about a romantic connection then I would say like in the in the parties that I've gone to I've found somebody who I can trust who I feel like is normal my normal my kind of normal um and I'll hang out with them and kind of observe their interactions and learn where to go from there. So if I mm. see they're having a lot of really good clips with someone who also seems like they're, they have a good head on their shoulders or they're like funny and down to earth, then I'll try talking to them next and kind of follow, mm. you know, what they're up to. I guess what I'm saying is l- I look to others who have a little bit more information than I do um, when trying to find
1: Yeah. Folks that you like the way they operate and they give you, is it, is it like almost, I don't know, I'm picturing like uh, again, let's use a sports analogy, but I'm picturing like a running back running behind somebody who's blocking for them, that they're kind of, they're showing you a little bit of a path that you can watch and go, Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I see a connection point there. I see a potential friend there.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think, um, and this person might not be talking about being physically somewhere. They might be talking about online, but I think even then I have people who I respect online. And if I can, whenever I'm approached by someone who they've had interactions with, I try and look at the interactions that they've had Mm -hmm. and say to myself, okay, I know this person has a wonderful um, head on their shoulders. I know they, I know what they think about certain things and how are they interacting with this new person. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you'll interact the same way, but it does give you kind of a baseline for how, um, wacky they are. I mm. think is the word that Nikki used.
1: <laughs> wacky, how yeah. how
0: how wacky or not wacky they are. Yeah. Also, I would say trust your gut, but also don't, um, jump to conclusions too quickly. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: it's hard to tell from a profile. I mean, there there are some sort of obvious indications. <laughs> um that somebody might not have the same interests as you or might be wacky. Um, but beyond the like really obvious ones, it's hard to tell from a profile. What can be helpful is, especially in a place like FetLife, like a <laughs> forum, um, you can see a little bit long form more interactions. And I was lucky enough to spot a couple people that I just admire. And as RNT said, you just kind of dig the way they operate. And there's nothing wrong in a forum like that with reaching out and saying, "Hey, I'm looking for connections in the community." You can share your intent. I mean, if you're like, "I'm I'm also looking for love" or whatever, um, but 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 even just to say, "I'm I'm looking for friends in the community and genuine connections." I dig the way you operate. Here's three things I dig about the way you operate, and uh, would love to exchange messages sometime. And I I know I've had folks reach out to me that way that I went through and looked at some of their connection points and went, you know, some of the things that they've shared and thought, Hey, you know what? I dig, dig you too. And you can be even more overt than that. And you can say, Hey, I noticed your posts about this and this. I also really love those things. Just the other day, I posted on Instagram a song that I really love by a band that I really love. And I got three folks I've never met in my life who are like, Oh my God, you know, them too.
0: Was it extreme?
1: No. Oh, okay. All
0: right. All right.
1: It was the Punch Brothers.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: But I'm not embarrassed to admit, I also love Extreme. Anyway, um, (laughs) folks reached out and they were like, oh my God, you love the Punch Brothers too. I love the Punch Brothers. And it was such a great starting point. Now, I don't know that loving the Punch Brothers does or does not make you wacky, but It immediately was a really nice non-dippy point to start where then we could say, okay, what else might we have in common? Maybe we both really appreciate bluegrass, which is a little bit adjacent, or maybe we both appreciate poetry, which is a Mm -hmm. little bit adjacent. And then these sort of lead you into these other spaces. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be afraid to be sort of selective and really on purpose about it and pick out folks that are talking about things and that demonstrate values that you have and then be real. Real on purpose and say, I dig this about you. You might not get written back. Some people just don't check their messages. That's fine. That's me. Um, yeah, like R&T, for instance. Um, some people like me check them, but not as frequently. Some people check them every day. But I wouldn't worry about the rejection side. If you try three people and three people don't write back, then try four, five, and six. You will eventually find these really cool connections. And those folks will help you make even cooler connections.
0: Yeah. I will also add on um, just so that we're not all gung-ho because I will say I know what wacky can mean and it can be a nice way of saying dangerous. (sighs) If you encounter someone who makes you feel an odd kind of way, there is no need to continue conversing with that person no matter how well-liked they are. Mm -hmm. If you get a bad feeling, immediately stop and don't. Mm -hmm. Don't look back. Um, and yeah. if you don't know how you feel and you're not getting a clear vibe, don't meet up with them in person. I talked to Ry on Facetime for a while. Like we just like chatted on Facetime mm-hmm. before we met up. So not that I wasn't getting a good vibe. It's just I mean we couldn't meet up, but I'm just saying it's an acceptable way to
1: yeah. Did to I to turn know out someone. to be wacky? Oh yeah. <laughs> you're pretty wacky. God yeah. Dang. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, the, it is acceptable and okay to not engage with people that mm-hmm. you feel creeped out by. It is also acceptable. and Okay. To stop engaging with people that you mm-hmm. previously did not feel creeped out by, but now do, um, the, the rules of the game are, are different than they were, you know, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody remembers 20 years ago, and now mm-hmm. you can, you get to be picky and I hope you are. All right, you ready for our next one? I, I just dropped an extra one in, so you you pick you pick what you want.
0: You did?
1: I did, yeah.
0: Okay, um, I will pick up the next one then.
1: Okay.
0: Ethan uh, sent a message saying, I've wondered how you and R&T, uh, speaking to you or why, process the fact that tons of people see your posts on stuff like Insta, or on the podcasts themselves. Tumblr has felt a bit like an empty warehouse that I'd yell into, and not many people would hear it, especially after they started cracking down on kink. Mm -hmm. But in the past few days, some of my posts there have started to gain a lot of attention. I'm not sure... If it's just that I don't know what to do with myself now that I have the attention exposure or if I'm weirded out by the fact that a large number of people on the Internet are touching their wieners to pictures of me.
1: I don't know how to process <laughs> it, though.
0: How do you two process the amount of attention in kink spaces? I've had art from non-kink stuff go popular before, but it wasn't anything like this.
1: I hope that people are touching more than just wieners to us. I hope they're touching all kinds of body parts. That's, that's an aside, but I hope it's
0: exclusively. true. Exclusively.
1: <laughs> oh goodness. Ethan, cool question. Um boy, this yes. stuff this stuff scared me a little bit at first. Um but but R and T, I I would love love to know your thoughts and then I'll share mine because I think I'm still forming mine.
0: Okay. Um I am too, but I'm gonna do it Fuck it. I'm gonna do it live. <laughs>
1: Fuck um, it, we'll do it live.
0: <laughs> no, that's not a that's not a good person to emulate. Um I will say the wiener touching doesn't bother me Uh, the sexual stuff doesn't bother me it's the the fact that anyone had any kind of change in their emotional mental states um, because of something that I said made me so uncomfortable because Mm. that feels like a huge responsibility mm. um, and I don't want anybody to mistake me for being a, a, an authority on anything um, and that that made me so scared because I was I was really afraid of letting people down and I was also afraid that I was afraid of having an effect on other people I kind of have a lot built around just not really <laughs> rocking the boat. Mm. Um, so my fear wasn't really around people touching themselves. I was like, good on you. I've touched myself to way weirder things.
1: Um, <laughs> than, I am right now
0: than a girl on a diaper. Um, but it was, it was more the, the stuff that they, that people would respond to things that we had said or written or mm. things like that. I, I got, I got very big sister. No, no, don't do what I'm doing.
1: Like. Hmm. And then you started <laughs> an advice show.
0: Uh yes.
1: Wow. I, I mean, boy, you really broke away from your phobia there.
0: No, no, it's not gone. No. Nope.
1: Oh, you um, just ignored it for a while.
0: I think it's just that I recognize that I get nervous about what I'm saying and what I'm thinking but that doesn't mean it's all bad and if anybody can glean anything from this that i mean i've i've learned things from poetry that in the poems had nothing to do with the lesson i learned so sure sure i'm sure people are are doing are doing well despite or because of what we say mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. so yeah. i just i just had to like separate myself from their experience um one of my favorite quotes and now i can't remember who said it but um it was it's none of my business what people think of me. Mm-hmm. And even though it's none of your business, you might know because you're getting all these notifications. But just kind of just doesn't change you or who you are. Yeah. You're still the same person as before you got the likes. It just doesn't bother me so much.
1: Yeah, I thank you for that. I had a different experience where I really wanted attention at first because I had lived so alone for so long in this that I wanted to believe I could fit in and that I wouldn't get rejected uh, Mm -hmm. as I had felt rejected in my previous nilla relationship when it came to this stuff Um, I really wanted to sort of prove to myself that that I could be accepted and so for me that attention at first was like oh I I guess I'm okay Here's a group of people that are part of my in group in this regard, and, and who are saying I'm okay, so I guess I'm okay. And it started that way, um, and then after a while, I started to care a lot less about that. I think just probably because I started to believe it that I was allowed to be here and mm-hmm. that I, you know, I, I'm I'm welcome just as I am. And That's all right. of a sudden, like the, the it became far more, especially once we started the podcast, it became far more a function of trying to give back something that I feel richly rewarded by. So it's a little Mm. bit like, um, you know, anybody who like mentors you or teaches you, and then you go on to become a teacher or a mentor. I just, I benefited from the wisdom of the community. It's what got me through, my first separation and divorce from my Nilla spouse and then entering the community terrified and listening to the big little podcast and everything that May and Mako and Spacey had to say. And that just, there was so much giving in the community Mm. that once I realized all I needed was a microphone and and an account, um, I could do this too, or that, look, how many pictures have I looked at? Thousands and thousands of pictures. Well, every one of those somebody made mm-hmm. and and they went out of their way to make it and put it out. And so I thought, well, I'd like to do that too. So I think if, if I'm being honest, what started as I want attention became, that became less important and it became more about how do I continue to contribute the same way that I have benefited from and continue to consume wonderful content from the community. As far as I think one of the fears that maybe you didn't intend this with your question, but I I've certainly been asked this before. One of the fears people have is what if you get found out? And we've talked about this before. There are some ways that you can avoid that. Um, nothing's perfect and you might not fully avoid it. There are some things you can do. Like if you never show your face and stuff, and we've talked before about security measures you can take on, uh, on numerous episodes, nothing's guaranteed, but that helps. But if you, mm-hmm. If you go beyond those and you do want to, for instance, share your face or some sort of potentially identifying details, it does help to ask, am I okay if people in my life found out? Um, And is it worth the trade-off? Do I want to be added to everybody? I don't. I would rather make those choices. If it happened, that would be a huge bummer and pretty destructive, but it wouldn't be worse than not participating in the community. And for me, that value of being able to participate in the community the way that I do mm-hmm. is worth the potential trade-off. So if that's what you're concerned about, it's worth doing that calculus and figuring out um, how far do you want to share? And is it worth it for you? Yeah. Well, and I hope well, people but. are touching their wieners to pictures of <laughs> oh. me. I don't know if they are, but I hope they are.
0: I will. I, can I come back and say a little bit more, by the way? Yeah. Okay. I will say I didn't. I, it occurs to me I could have come off. Kind of callous with my um, view of on what people think of my photos and my and my advice. What I I think the best way to say what I meant is to say I try and hold it a little bit separate from myself because I know that I would be doing it regardless, and it's the way to make sure I'm doing it to make myself happy. Uh, Hmm. And I think that's really important is to ask yourself, are you taking these pictures so that you feel good or are you taking these pictures for the attention and neither Hmm. one is a bad thing, but it might be easier to deal with the comings and goings of people's like or dislike of what you've put out there. If you're doing it just for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It does. And it is worth noting, like, you're going to take some shit. Mm. We we take shit. We get weird emails, creepy emails. Sometimes we get sort of threatening emails. Um, and we certainly get hate. And we don't try to foster that, but it happens. It's a big world out there, and there's a lot of strange folks. And there's a lot of people who just have very strong opinions. Um, so you might just know that that happens, and that's okay. And you don't have to make that the center of your focus. Absolutely not. I've got one more for you, R&T, Oh gosh! t to wrap ra- okay. r- on. You ready?
0: To wrap? I don't wrap. You wrap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, how about to close up on then?
0: Oh, oh, okay. Okay, 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 okay.
1: This one came from uh, Diapered Rider via Gmail, and I thought this was just such an intriguing question for the two of us to tackle. Would you agree that having a mutual kink plays a big part in being able to work through the inevitable bullshit that comes up in relationships?
0: <laughs> that is an excellent
1: question. Because, and and here's how it ends, it comes up periodically in every relationship and you both share and understand each other's deepest desires. Now, the reason I just think it's so fun that we're tackling this is because we are no longer in romantic relationship. (laughs) So it didn't work all the way, but did it help?
0: Sit down, everybody. I'm about to spill the tea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Was it helpful? Was it hurtful? Was it Um, a non-entity? What do you think?
0: I would say it was very helpful in moments where we were struggling and we were both yearning for the connection that we felt when we were not struggling Um, kink was a really good way to know that whenever you're like at odds with each other that that's something you're not going to be at odds about that you both agree that this is a really wonderful way to express your um, intimacy and your emotions and your positive emotions for each other and Mm-hmm. Even sometimes mm-hmm. your complicated emotions. Um, I think it was a really helpful way to come back and meet on level ground. How, however, mm-hmm. unlevel we decided to make it with our power dynamic, um, it was choiceful, and you know, I think it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, yeah, I, th- I think it was for the for the most part, it was very helpful.
1: I completely agree. Um, it was a way to come back together, to, you know, at periods of conflict. It was a way to remember common ground. I mean, my God, it's such a human vulnerable thing. And if there's a better route for empathy than remembering that you and somebody else share a core vulnerable human trait, I mean, that's that's pretty damn good. Um it had a way of giving us something that even when nothing else was working, this was something that we could connect on that sometimes you just have to melt the ice and then find your way back into the other stuff. Mm -hmm. With that said, it's obviously not a panacea, right? Uh, If it were, we'd still be together. There are other things you have to do and sometimes things just don't work. But the the one danger I'll point out is that sharing kink absolutely can make a marriage or a relationship easier. Um, It is certainly not, going to do it by itself. And you have to have a lot of other really, really healthy practices. And one thing that kink can do, like alcohol or drugs or really excess anything, is it can cover problems up too. So Mm -hmm. when stuff comes up, maybe the kink is a really great way to blow off some steam, to find each other again, to work your way back to each other, to find mutual ground. If, if it's big stuff that you need to work on, though, you still need to work on it. And kink won't solve that. Dynamic won't solve that. Problems that are bigger or more systemic than, than kink um, can get sort of covered up and icky and smushy with the dynamic. So So sometimes you have to step out of it and go... Let's do the hard work of solving problems as two adults or two people who share uh, an equality dynamic or, or what have you. And then you can return to the kink on the other side.
0: Yes. I think it's good as a reconnection point, but bad as something used to distract.
1: Man, you said that in five words, what took me five minutes. That was really good. Yes. <laughs> I, I agree with you with me. Um, I think that's all I want to do today, RNT. I love doing these question roundups with you, and I I always learn from you every time. Is there anything? Is there anything you want to share with uh, Love and Brief listeners across the globe?
0: Um. Hmm. Sorry if I'm a little bit punchy. I, I recognize that I'm a little bit on the like goofy, sarcastic train today. Um. I have the day off of work, so <laughs> I've just.
1: Nice. So you've been just, drinking since noon, huh? Uh,
0: no, no. I, I, went, I, <laughs> I went to a protest. Um, but no, no, just take everything I say with a grain of salt and know that I love you all. And I'm happy to be speaking with you.
1: Yeah, me too. I've been I've been missing. We've been waiting on this uh, this other post cap to work out. And because yes. we so, sometimes we wait too long because we're waiting for one particular topic to pan mm-hmm. out. So hopefully we'll come back to that one. But, I will keep uh, you posted. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if it ends up six months post cap, it'll just have to be from from the long distant memory of cap. That's all. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, But in the meantime, please keep sending us your questions. You can send them. Some of the best ways are directly to me on Instagram, Tumblr, and FetLife Mm -hmm. on all three. I am resonant, yes. And um, you can also send it to loveandbrief at gmail.com. I check that about once a week. Uh, versus I check more frequently on the other ones. And sometimes that question comes up right away and turns into an episode. Sometimes it gets added to the big old list and becomes part of our question roundup. But either way, we're grateful to have it. And I think that's all I want to say. Yeah. We love you guys and, and glad to c- continue to create this with you. I am resonant, yes. I'm resonant, yes. And I am also resonant, yes. And this has been Love in Brief.
0: Ooh we